Hey, Ron. Peter here. My uh, assistant just reminded me that about your news operation. Ron, I, I wanted to call you directly to make an impression. It's important to hear the sound of a captain's voice when he's guiding your ship. As an aside, if the quality of the voice message is unusually low, it's because I'm not stateside. I'm overseeing an operation I control in the Congo, siphoning cobalt from the Earth. Cobalt that will soon be in the very phones and computers you use to make your news operation run. You see, Ron, when you're lucky enough to be acquired by me, you get the type of full package that few men can offer. My uh, assistant, Jade, showed me the numbers from Blue Men's Q3 and 4 reports from last year. I'm not joking when I say this. I was blown away. Completely blown away. Ron. Oh, Ron. I'll be making a few changes, though. Uh, Blue Men Group is so blah. People need something that stings you and cradles you at the same time. So we're rebranding as the Global Examiner. And send my regards to the others. What are their names again? Devin and John? <laughs> hey, Devin and Ron John. Hey, I like that. Hey, look, uh, I have lunch with friends, uh, so I gotta run. But uh, look, don't worry. You're welcome. This is your world. This is your world. This is your world. This is your news. This is your news. This is your news. This is. This is. This is. Global Examiner. Global Examiner. Global Examiner. Global Examiner. This is Global Examiner, and this is your world. Today's top stories. Podcasting hasn't produced a new hit in years. People are looking to cruise again. But can a gay cruise keep 4,700 people safe amid COVID? Customers are furious after energy supplier tells them to cuddle pets to keep warm and so much more. I'm your chief correspondent, Ronald J. Ecstasy, joined in the newsroom by correspondents John Biedrin and Devin Welsh. Let's get straight to the news. Guys, we've got some podcast industry news here. Podcasting hasn't hit produced a new hit in years. Don Ostroff, the chief content officer at Spotify, is upset that her company isn't producing enough new popular podcasts and has been putting pressure on her in-house studio to deliver. It's hard for new shows to find an audience. Every new show has a smaller audience than its predecessors. Why would anyone start a podcast, John? 
Well, you know, Ron, it's a good question that a lot of people are asking these days because right now the market is completely saturated with podcasts, new ones, old ones, ones that have been discontinued, and ones that have no listeners whatsoever. Uh, I think that this Don Ostroff content officer at Spotify should take her own advice and start her own podcast. Devin, is there any worth to podcasts? That's a very good question, Ron. And first, let me say I'm so excited to be uh, doing the inaugural episode of Global Examiner, the new rebrand of Blue Men Group. Uh, we're here in the brand new fancy studio and we're loving it. And I will just say I've been following podcasts for a very long time, since the very beginning, since way, way back. And um, I always thought there was a lot of worth to podcasts, but now as the podcast market is uh, becoming oversaturated, I'm starting to have my doubts. I'm starting to wonder, you know, is there any worth to podcasts? I really don't know. Now, Devin, Devin, I agree completely. I've been listening to podcasts since they were on iPods. But no. now I'm concerned. John, hold on. I'm concerned about the little guy. What do we think about the little guy, John? Look, I've been listening to podcasts as long as, as both of you, maybe even longer before they were, you know, digital content. I used to listen to something they called the radio. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that used to be a broadcast platform that the American people could get, could get behind. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you, you want to ask questions about the little guy. What is he supposed to do when he's cleaning dishes at the back of TGI Fridays? Mm -hmm. He has so many podcasts to listen to, and all of them, they stink. Okay, they none stink. of them are good now. And he's None. got his headphones in, he's got his arms down in the soapy water, you know, swimming around with knives, with old people's meals that they couldn't finish because they have mm -hmm. stomach lap bands. Yeah. And this guy, you know, no one cares about him. No one's looking after the little guy here. And now, listen, John, John uh, and Ron, I just want to break in here and say that the, please, little guy, the little guy has gotten smaller over the years. And now the little guy is so small, you can barely even see him anymore. He now, is, is that because of podcasts? I don't well, know. Now, and I would I'd just like to jump in here real quick. Now, as the little guy has gotten smaller and smaller, you can actually see these trends develop in real time. But phone sizes have increased. In fact, uh -huh, eclipsing uh -huh. the size of the common little man, little mm -hmm. guy that you find in the American workforce. And mm -hmm. how is this guy even supposed to pick up his phone and download the podcast app and find new episodes? Should so they just call it radio? I think they should call no. it because I, I have a problem with the name. of I, I'm just going to say it right now. I have a problem with the title podcast, the name podcast, because as we know, that comes from the the iPod. And when 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 they when they first came mm. up with podcasts, they were they were only for the iPod. And now we've moved way past the iPod. We don't even talk about the iPod anymore. Mm -hmm. We still call it mm -hmm. podcast. And so well, yeah, we're talking about on. the little guy. We're talking about. The very, very, very little, little guy that's in the mm -hmm. shadow of his phone at this point. You can't even see him. You just see mm -hmm. phones walking around. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're listening to these things because, you know, it gives them life. It helps them carry on every day. And uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I would like to ask a question. I'm a Please. little flustered myself because for the last year, the three of us have produced an award-winning Peabody-nominated mm -hmm. podcast called Two Peabody. Peabody. Yes, Blue Men Bodies. Group. We won actually. Also, they weren't even mm -hmm. that's right. Blue Men Group. We and, actually, uh, yeah, we and got no attention for it. Exactly. Uh, I, we 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 ended that show. We ended Blue Men Group when it was at the peak. Okay, we ended we sold it at it. the peak. We sold it at yeah. the peak. Yeah, we didn't end it. We sold it. We sold it. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, and so there is some. There are some people making money in the podcasting realm. I mean, let's look at ourselves here. Uh, I mean, but we, we didn't need make to the money. To be clear. Mm. Well, I mean, I haven't well, seen any. I. 
Appreciate it's, that. It's coming, John. Mr. I mean, it, it's yeah, it's coming. It def it's definitely coming. The boss you has should... promised anyway. Yeah, uh, John, uh, just send your routing number and account. We got to figure that stuff out later. But listen, it, it seems as though men are getting smaller, is what I've learned here. And podcasts are equally as small in audience because men and iPods minis got smaller. True. And so, yeah, but the podcast themselves are, getting... are ranked by BMI. Mm. That's right. And they're getting longer, the podcasts. And the and the right. listeners are getting smaller. You can't even see them. You can't even hear the little guy anymore over the chat, chitter chatter of these extra long, hours long podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So should they be should they be shorter? Should they be shorter, John? Absolutely. Yes. We have a yes from John. Okay. So podcasts are getting shorter. Uh, men are getting smaller. Uh, the, the little man, I believe they call him, the small man. And the little guy, some people may say, and Don Ostroff, at uh, chief content officer at Spotify, is worried about this. And as I said earlier, she's putting lots of pressure. That means weights and and very heavy uh, weighted blankets on content producers to create smaller, shorter, little man podcasts. Yeah, and we may even need to make it uh, an obligation, a law, for these tiny men to listen to as many of these short, few-second-long podcasts as possible to get these numbers stabilized, because this is really a problem for the economy. Stability That's is important. Stability is very important, John, and I appreciate that. Now let's move along. People are looking to cruise again, and they might just be in luck, but... Can a gay cruise keep 4,700 people safe amid COVID? Now you may be wondering, 4,700, that's a pretty specific number. That's because that's how many people are allowed on the cruise. As the Omicron variant of the coronavirus 19 from 2019 continues to surge onboard cruise ships, forcing several cruise lines to cancel and postpone voyages Atlantis Events, a gay and lesbian tour operator, is preparing to launch one of its biggest events on Sunday, a 4,700-person Caribbean cruise marking the company's 30th anniversary. Even as the pandemic is raging around the world and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has issued a stark warning telling Americans to avoid travel on cruise ships regardless of their vaccination status, Atlantis insists its vaccination mandate, testing requirements, and health protocols are enough to provide a safe environment for guests throughout the voyage. Many passengers are convinced. I don't know about you guys, though. You both have some skeptical looks on your faces. I'm not convinced, Ron, and I'll tell you why. Okay, because as soon as you get out into international waters, which is the nature of these cruises, all of those regulations, all of those tests, all of those protocols... You're in a completely lawless environment, okay? There are pirates on the high seas who could also have co the Omicron COVID-19 yes. virus who could easily board your ship. Steal we know from personal experience anything can happen when you're out in the water. I'm going to concur with John here. I'm just going to break in and say that I've seen this film, Captain Phillips, a wonderful film with Tom Hanks about yes. pirates taking yes. over a giant ship. And I think uh, if, if it's possible in that movie, it's possible for this cruise and i and i agree that it's an often overlooked detail that international waters is not covered by american uh, health regulations and once you're well, out there 
Well, here's a question. Uh-huh. Should we start vaccinating pirates? I think mm. I think a vaccine mandate for pirates is uh, something that the Biden administration should look into. Now, as much as I like to, you know, criticize pirates for their behavior, I do have to, you know, I don't want to come up against it because you really can't tell these people what to do. OK, it is their right on the high seas. And this is an institution now piracy mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. being able to do whatever they want and get gang green. OK, we couldn't stop that epidemic mm-hmm. from happening. And I just think you're going to have a really hard time convincing them. You can't now, get these guys to suck on a lemon. I mean, you can't get them to eat one very piece true. of fruit. It's crazy. Very true. Now, Dev, I have a question for you. I know you have a research and scientific background. Mm-hmm. Does an eye patch count as a mask? That's that's a question that has bedeviled the experts uh, since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, and I would not want to say one way or the other because people are going to be very upset with me on the internet if I. It's if very I, true. Well, it's how very about true. I wade in here, okay? Oh. Because an eye mask. He's wearing is, waders. Is yep. I'm wading out into these troubled waters, and I would just like to point out that I may be coming around to this idea because if anyone is going to be good at sailing, it's going to be a boat full of gay guys. Well, here's a question. Here's a question. Aren't all cruises gay? See, this is an interesting point, Ron. This is a point that we were talking about prior to uh, getting the show started here. What makes a cruise gay? And because I thought that all cruises were sort of gay to begin with. And so yes. a gay and lesbian cruise is kind of like, uh, you don't need to say it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cruise. It's, 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 it's repetitive. It's, it's monotonous. Very redundant. And I yeah. believe the Supreme Court ruled on that in 2012. Uh, under. Now, is there a way for any water vessel to launch in a way that's not gay? That's, no, that I is, don't think so. I think the no. CDC has spoken about that in terms of their COVID programs. You know, there is a separate straight and gay COVID uh, uh, criteria. Set of protocols, and, yeah. Yes, and, I've uh, seen I've seen that uh, floating around. My uncle, my uncle posted about that on Facebook. Yes, the straight criteria is woefully inadequate. The gay criteria mm-hmm. is is what we're after here. That is the the gold standard in the, in the pirate criteria. Industry. Open question. Open open, waters. Very open relationship. So I would also say, uh, are are the dinghies? Do we need more dinghies on these on these cruise ships? All right, Ron. I don't think we're gonna. There's gonna be any shortage of dinghies on this cruise. Okay. Well, we're gonna keep an eye on this one, uh, John. Uh, this is absolutely crazy. Uh, I cannot believe that forty seven hundred gay cruisers are going to be. On the open waters, cruising on the cruising. open, cruising on the open ocean, free from yes. all laws, free from all regulations, except yes. for the gay CDC regulations. Yes, yeah. which again, if if you would like to see those, I can forward you the the post that my uncle made on Facebook about the gay CDC. Well, let's take a little breather with a word from our sponsor. Hey, let's be honest. It's a dream many of us have. Who wouldn't want to live on a cruise ship? Waking up each morning to a new view as you wander the globe, visiting exciting destinations from comfort of your own home. Storylines is the world's first affordable cruise company ship. Cruise ship company. (laughs) And is selling condos on their their first cruise ship starting at just $155,000. Named My Home at Sea, 
this signature ownership and travel experience is offering cabin condos aboard a cruise ship that travels the world. Starting at $9,533 per person, per cabin based on double occupancy. For more information on these affordable residencies at sea, you can visit their website at storylines.com. Let's get right back into the news. Now I got a headline here, customers are furious after energy supplier tells them to cuddle pets to keep warm. A winter superstorm of PR controversy ices British morale. A British energy supplier has apologized for the poorly judged and unhelpful advice sent to customers, which suggested that they should snuggle up to their pets and exercise to cut back on their heating bills. Eating bowls of oatmeal and doing star jumps, as the British call jumping jacks, and cuddling pets were among the recommendations of the now-deleted webpage. A spokesperson to OVO Energy apologized for the company's blunder, but the damage has already been done. Some feel that the outrageous comments are insensitive to the petless, homeless, or chronically allergic. Now, it's unclear how England powers the homes of its 60 million residents, but considering how difficult it has been lately, some experts are asking, does this controversy prove that it may be time to replace England's dilapidated power grid with a return to the stable and consistent coal? John? Absolutely. I can't think of a single energy source that has provided years of, of clean, safe, and stable, consistent, dependable energy like coal. I mean, I think that, you know, you're looking at England and it's a mess right now. What with the mm-hmm. Brexit, yeah. what with, uh, you know, all that oh, crazy so stuff yeah. going on over there. Mm-hmm. The Queen is maybe, you know. So maybe. I think right now this is a good time for the English residents uh, of that island nation to get something in their life that just, it, it's like a soothing, warm blanket, a nice fog that just sort of quiets everything and makes them feel safe and at home. And coal, I think, is the exact energy source to do that. Now, Devin, Devin, yep. is this clean coal? I, I, I think it's very clean coal. I, I, I think, I think, I concur with John here. I think coal is a wonderful thing. We've all read Coal Charles- is the future. We've all read Charles Dickens. We all have read mm-hmm. those novels and ha- and how wonderful he said coal was. And, you know, all of these wonderful scenes of people working in the coal mines and everything else. You know, I think it's, in, it's British heritage to burn yeah. coal. Yes. And ever since they went away from coal, they started talking, oh, coal, coal, maybe it's a bad thing. And then everything got all wacky in, in England. And uh, yeah. ever since then, there's been a whole host of problems. We know England is a mess. I mean, we've talked about it a lot on Blue Men. Hey, 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 we have, we have. Let's not let's not go go there again. Uh, now, we've, we've found out that this is clean coal. The cleanest clean coal, coal you can probably find. Uh, mined elsewhere. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have it uh, here in, in the United States. We can get it over to England, too, I'm sure. They may have some mines still open. Uh, by the way, that's mines, not mines. That's France. Yeah. Uh, if they don't now, adopt this new coal proposal that I'm actually urging uh, m- many local uh, Tories and, and uh, whatever to, to introduce, <clears throat> I think they would be definitely closed-minded. Mm, okay, well... Let's let, let, let's think about this. Let, let all of us let's think about this together. Should customers 
be cuddling for warmth? Is this really a bad idea? So I, I like to think of this in terms of one of those signs that says, save water, shower together. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, it's funny and it's true. It's a good way to save on water and it's a good way to create some intimacy with the spouse, with the uh, yeah. romantic partner. Roommate, I, neighbor. With the I roommate, couldn't disagree more, Devin. You know, you go in the shower with your roommate, your neighbor, your dad, and both of you are vying for the same spigot of water. There's only one source in a shower, okay? And you're going to stand there half, well, fully naked, especially if it's with your father, because mm -hmm. you were, you know, from his loin. And you have to stand there dripping. You have to go in waves of lathering and rinsing. And you know what? You take more time in there than if you were in there doing the job yourself. So and who is washing who? Who is washing who in this situation? All right. Well, now you're getting into it's not my business what goes on in people's showers. Okay, I do not. I don't care what adults do in their own showers together. Okay, Devin, I'm just pointing Devin, out that it could be quite wasteful. Well, Devin's I think, raising his hand. Devin's I, raising his hand. I think we're getting off track here because I think the point is about being cold in your home, in your apartment. You're cold because of a lack uh, of uh, coal, and I think you should be cuddling for warmth with your pet, with your dog, with your cat, with your partner. All right. Okay. John, sit down. Sit down, John. No, I have to say this because now I'm really getting upset because there is nothing that no one uh, knows better than a cold dog's nose in the back on a winter's day when you're in bed and you're asleep and something sharp and cold wakes you up and it's that damn dog nose, okay? Let's not pretend that that doesn't happen. Hey, are these dogs actually paying energy bills? Absolutely. I think they should be. I think they should be contributing in some form or fashion. I think that if you rigged up some kind of treadmill that the dog could run on and that would mm -hmm. generate electricity, mm -hmm. that might be mm. maybe something to think about. Okay, in the okay. Okay, Devin, this is some smart thinking. Yeah, Devin has that scientific background in research and science. But do we think uh, that the powerful dog lobby will allow them to be, you know, used in this way? No, they need to heal. I would say that the powerful dog lobby needs to heal. They need to, uh, they need to sit, shake paw, mm -hmm. and down. That's mm -hmm. right. And stay. And stay. Now, I've got one more question here, and this is, you know, something we probably will not be able to figure out here on this podcast, but this OVO company, O-V-O, out of the United Kingdom, now, is this actually uh, the Canadian recording artist Drake's October's very own? Well, uh, October is a chilly month. That's say right. That. There could be there could be the, there could a lot be. of a lot, uh, Drake is into a lot of different business opportunities, and and we're really not sure all of the pies he has his fingers in. Okay, that's true, and his career is heating up. People have been saying that. Uh, listen, we're going to have our fact checkers and research department uh, look into this, whether or not. Uh, the British OVO company, OVO Energy, who wants you to cuddle your pets to stay warm instead of paying them money to keep you warm amid an energy crisis in the United Kingdom, uh, could potentially just be Drake trying to get you to be closer to your animals. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, again, have our research department on that, maybe look into that next week. Here on Global Examiner, this is your world. Mm -hmm. 
All right, now enough of this peacenik uh, agreement on everything. Let's go to the media war zone where our correspondents Devin Welsh and John Beedron are going to war over the news of the week. We got a headline out of Turkmenistan. Flaming gates of hell to finally be sealed. Known as the gates of hell, the fiery sinkhole stretches 230 feet wide and is located in the Karakam Desert in Turkmenistan, about 150 miles north of the country's capital, Ashgabat. No one really knows how it was created, but one of the popular theories is it was created in 1971 when Soviet scientists ignited it. Gurbanguly Berdamuhadov, the, the president of the reclusive Turkmenistan nation, has ordered his scientists to find a way to close up the hole for good. John, should we close the hole? Yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go ahead and weigh in because this is a subject really close to my heart here. Okay? The, the, How close? The Well, Turkmenistan is about uh, 1,300 miles from this office. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, the gate to hell has been open since 1971. Think about how much taxpayer money that has been wasted. Mm. Okay? okay? These people of Turkmenistan are desperately in need of a new modern economy that can mm. keep up with the crazy world that the globalization has brought. Okay? Mm. The gates to hell are not a tourist attraction. They don't provide any sustenance for its people. They don't, there's okay. no sheep's wool coming out of it. Okay. okay? There's no milk. Okay? I'm following. None of these common commodities are coming out of the hole to hell. Okay, the only thing that's coming out of this hole is more government negligence. John, are you saying we should put milk in the hole? Potentially, if it solves the problem, Ron, I'm open to that idea. I like that. Devin, should okay. we open up more holes? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to break in here because I was f- I was steaming furious listening to John talk about the okay. fact that we need to right, close this. Okay, John. Okay, John. We, we don't need to build more walls, okay? We don't need to close off more gateways between our okay, world and okay, other yeah. worlds, okay? Yeah. What I'm saying is we need we need openness. We need transparency. Why don't you tell we that to the, op- the Turkmenistan uh, ditch digger whose job has been taken by a demon from hell, okay? What John, are you what's tell his that name? Guy? What's his name, John? His name is Ber- Gerbengoli Berdemanov, okay? And he is a good friend of mine, okay? And we have him on the line ready to talk at any moment. John, you are uh, you are eliding the point, which is that the the devils coming from this hell realm are are doing the jobs that nobody else in this country wants to do, okay? Uh-huh. And if yeah, you close that, that gate of hell, you're going to ruin this economy overnight. Uh-huh. Hey, it's- I've got a question for you, Devin. Why don't they do the jobs in hell, okay? I know that they have families there. They have digs, ditches to dig in hell, okay? They have work to be done there. I don't understand why they have to come here to do it. I think free now, hey, trade, hey. free trade, hey. Okay, hold on. Finish your point. Finish your point. I think that we He doesn't need have to- a point. He doesn't have I, a point. I think that we not not only should we not close the gates of hell, we need to open more gates of hell. We need more mm, accessible yeah. gates of hell okay. in your communities. Now, hold on, hold on. Is that let's just talk about this. Is Turkmenistan actually hell? I That's don't think Turkmenistan <laughs> is hell. I think Turkmenistan is uh, is an enterprising country with the first gateway to hell open and available to the public. It's creating jobs. It's creating opportunities. It's I think if you were to ask the 1.8 million unemployed Turkmenistanis, 
they would tell uh-huh. you that they're living in hell, okay? Because as soon uh-huh. as that gate opened up, that place became a whole lot more hell-like, if you know what I'm I saying. Think, I think the hell demons have a voice, too, and they deserve to be heard. And I think yeah. before we okay. make any big decisions... Well, you know decisions, what, Devin? Why don't you go there, okay? And why don't you give these demons a job? Why don't you talk with these demons, okay? Because you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe hey, that, that's, that sounds like we're now getting into personal attacks here. Let's, let's try to calm down. You guys, it, it, this is the uh, uh, media war zone. Sorry, maybe, okay, maybe we should, no, keep it going, keep it going. Okay, here's a question, here's a question for you. The leader of Turkmenistan, Gurban Guli, Burda Muhammadov, is a spectacular guy, and and, I mean, let's just put that out there, that he's he's great, but should, I'm posing this to both of you, should the president change his name to something zippier? Absolutely, I agree, John. Something yeah, there we go. This yeah, is something I agree that me and well. John can agree. Yeah. I I'm gonna field the name Jack Steele. Ooh, I like it. That? I like it. It's more American. It works. It's it's more recognizable. It's just like a flashy, fast, quick name. Jack. Yeah, yeah. Jack Steele. And Jack Steele. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's keeping the gates of hell open. Closed, according yeah. to John. <laughs> but uh yeah well i i I just think that maybe uh the zippier name would work better for american audiences you could probably get some help from uh some of the american politicians if you have more of a zippy name and hey who knows you could probably get a bit of a netflix deal as well absolutely i would absolutely watch the life and times of jack Steele. And I think Jack Steele should come over here and open a gate of hell right here All right, in America. Okay, now, okay. Now. well, that's, that's just everybody. Just the last word. Oh, John just got the last word uh, by saying the last word. But everybody, that was uh, a segment we like to call the media war zone, where uh, my correspondents here on the Global Examiner war over the news stories of the week. everybody that was global examiner where we examine the globe's news which is always happening and i'm sure there's going to be more news stories next week in fact devin welsh has some predictions for next week devin i think there's going to be a story involving elephants next week Mm. i'm not sure i think mm, it's hard to say but i think that elephants have been underrepresented in the news over the last few months and i think these things come in waves they come in cycles they do and so they i do. think that the uh the attentive audience should be looking for elephant related stories coming their way yeah a lot of people don't realize that the news is cyclical and um i'm predicting because it's been a while now for a story of this kind of caliber but i'm gonna say that there's gonna be a new kind of gun invented Oh, mm-hmm. okay. A weapon. Weapon news. Uh, all right. Well, I have a uh, prediction about the world here next week. I believe that uh, we're actually going to start examining, so to speak, Global Examiner, this is your world, a trip on a spacecraft to Jupiter. Uh, I know that uh, it's potentially uninhabitable, but that's not the... We're not trying to uh, inhabit the place. We're just going to go there. Uh, and probably circle around, maybe take a run on those rings. Uh, we're going to send the best uh, Turkmen and American uh, space people, also known as cosmonauts and astronauts, uh, to check out those rings and see exactly what's going on there. Is it a uh, Mario Kart uh, kind of situation? Is, is it Jupiter a... married? 
Is Jupiter married? Don't know what that means. Are the but, rings uh, or wedding rings? The rings. Yes, yes, yes. And there will be probably more jewelry news in next week's episode. But thank you very much for listening and joining us on the inaugural episode of Global Examiner, where we discover your world. Devin, John, thank you so much for joining me today. Can't wait to see you guys here next week. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. Devin? Thank you so much. Thank you. And bye-bye. Bye-bye.